welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer, and I am joined in this episode by my co-host, Jim Love, who is a keynote and motivational speaker. As of late, we've had a lot of people coming on to the Hustling Sideways universe, uh, some people that we like to call side hustlers ourselves. So we are deciding to give you a little bit of a best of from the first five guests that we've had here on the show. Uh, A lot of great moments, a lot of really great insights to kind of catch people up uh, for those that are new listeners to the pod. So without further ado, here is the best of the first five guests that we had on Hustling Sideways. We are so excited uh, to welcome on... Alan, our first guest, our first to guest. this podcast. Who who would have thought? Look like, at us. Look at us. Look at how far we've come. Yes. This is uh, well. This is close to my heart because our first guest is one of my best friends who I've known for like thirty five years. Uh, ah, okay. Give or take, you know, with a standard that's, deviation that's of like twenty. That's you're but, thirty, but that's yeah. Fine. It, it's it works. It adds up. Uh, but uh, we have Megan Purix with us in studio. Uh, today in studio in Bayview in Alan's guest bedroom. Is yes, what, welcome. What it is. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I am an instructor and program manager at Spire Fitness in the Third Ward, which is a small boutique studio that offers cycling, rowing, TRX, strength, all other kinds of fun classes. Curious, Meg. In, in terms of like you know, as you have other friends and, and younger folks like chasing their passion and and you know especially like like for you know getting it a little bit later on in life in terms of your 20s and after college would you have any advice for those people who are either just chasing it or looking to monetize like their passion and like you know like what would you say to someone that's kind of on the fence of like oh i'm not really sure if i want to like go after this or if this is worth my time if i have yeah. time after my job you know etc well one of my like all-time favorite quotes in life just generally is be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire um, right. that wow, is one that I, yeah. I know. I mean, it's just one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> oh, and so awesome. when you ask that question, that's yeah. exactly what came to mind. Like, yeah. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it applies to like so many different areas of life. It's not just necessarily side hustles, but mm-hmm. like, you know, anything that gives you that, like, you know, burn inside or like makes you feel good, like just, just pursue it fearlessly. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, like I was taking a risk and putting myself out there by auditioning. I'm putting myself out there and take a risk, you know. Now it just seems so second nature to get up there and teach a class and crack some jokes and make some self-deprecating comments, get everyone to laugh and whatever. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I had to like all these people who I was sitting next to in class who maybe didn't know my personality that well or didn't know, you know, me and truly other than, oh, the girl I sit next to and talk to who maybe is kind of nice someday seems crabby, whatever. Um, But now, you know, I'm up there and exposing, you know, who I am and part of my life to so many people um, that you kind of just have to like you have to just get rid of the fear of letting people see you um also see you be imperfect like I'm not perfect all the time when I'm teaching and you kind of you have to learn pretty quickly to let that go Mm -hmm. like I mess up in class and I'm either don't say anything and people don't realize it because they're not the ones sitting there counting music or I make a joke like well that like and I'm like keep it going the song just ended just kidding sit down surprise or like when it's when it's longer we always joke we're like bonus time like keep it going (laughs) um and, you know, like, we have such a good group that, you know, people, like, kind of just laugh with us at all those things and we make jokes about ourselves or, like, we acknowledge the fact, like, oh, well, we messed that up, so yeah. good job. You guys are better than I am. Like The confidence and support of that is huge. You know, like, and you have to have that. I think, too, like, on the flip side of it, as one of the things that was, I think, so important for me that convinced me to even, like, try to do this in the first place was just having people who believed in me mm-hmm. and who told mm-hmm. me, like, we think you can do this. Like, just do it. Um, and 
now as an instructor or manager or whatever, like mm-hmm. I try so hard to instill that same confidence as, you know, the spin instructors that we work with when we're training them. You know, I'm the manager of an entire room at the studio and trying to get them to kind of to feel that same sense of confidence of like, I believe in you. Like, I know you can do this. You need to get past whatever self-limiting beliefs you have mm-hmm. about yourself as an instructor because like I can see that you can do it. You have to believe you can do it. And it's the same thing with our clients too. It's just you know, if you see somebody doing something good, tell them because a lot of times people need that. Exactly. Um, and yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, the other instructors that we work with, whether it's the front desk people who do an amazing job keeping our place safe and clean, or whether it's the clients that are coming in, it's just, you know, calling out the good things that you see in people, because I think you never really realize how far that goes for somebody. Um, like I always say, like, I'm so glad my friends, like, half convinced me tricked me into you know auditioning or whatever because without them telling me to like just do it I never would have done it on my own from flutter beauty bar as well as cb designs uh my cousin-in-law Aaron CB. <laughs> welcome Aaron hello Woo! how are you guys thank you for having me I appreciate it we gotta get like an applause yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I was clapping underneath the mic applause as if that would be caught, need a button. But... um and Aaron you have cb designs was your first Yes. Side business, and then yes. you're an esthetician full time. I am. Good job. You pronounced yes. it right Jeez. on the. Did you practice earlier? I, I wrote. I wrote notes before. <laughs> I was gonna say. Alan like looked at his hand as you. You're an esthetician. Yes. <laughs> I've got one super tough question for you. Oh boy. This is the the hard hitting one. If somebody wants to start being a maker, um, what do you think? If you could only give them one piece of advice, what do you think that would be? Like one thing that just one tip that would probably change you know what what they're doing don't care about what any everyone else around you is doing yeah just do you do what you believe is right and do what you see as your vision like this maker or this mama sweatshirt that i made it literally is the the font is called plain jane it's the (laughs) basic font and it just says m-a-m-a and i just but it hit. It, it did. Yeah. And it was wild, it right? Like, I'm always in my head. What's the best cursive font out of 3,000 fonts? Right. Or what's the, what is everyone going to love? And I picked this basic font. And it just, it really just go with your gut. Really mm-hmm. just do what you think is the best. And yeah. that's how you make a brand, in my it opinion. It really, it I mean, kind that's, of that's is, the, when, right? When you, when you do, when you follow, people, people relate to authentic. Definitely. And they can, they can tell this is what you want. This is your passion. And you're doing it. You don't really care what anybody else thinks. That's 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 a, that's that's it to me. That's yeah. you know at least that's, I was that's how say, you cultivate it. What a great tie-in with uh with Jim, authentically. Right. You. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I it's, didn't mean to do that, brand. but yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Like you you really yeah. go and you create it, and mm-hmm. and and again, people catch on if you're not being real. Yeah. And, and you know, particularly younger people. And it, but yeah. if you show them this is what I'm all about, like that mm-hmm. that's how, that's how you can really propel into the next level. And yeah. If you're trying to do what other people did, like that's what other people did. Like, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I love that advice. There's this TikTok like voiceover like audio that's going around and it says like, um, I want to start my small business, but Sally started hers. And she's like, so what? Like, do you do yours? You know what I mean? Like, who cares if it's already been done? Like, it'll be different because you did it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of how it is, too, because to touch on Instagram and all social media, 
It is. There's so many. And it's half of the reason why I'm not on Etsy. A lot of people will be like, where can I find your shop? And I'm like, I'm literally just through DMs. I'm keeping it simple until I can do my own website or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Because Etsy, you search like yellow scarf and you're literally going to get thousands of pages of yellow scarves or yellow. Even if you type in yellow crocheted scarf, you're not going to see me until page literally 800. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's all about being authentic. Yep. I hate that word sometimes, though, but... <laughs> it's my buzzword, though. I actually, so I, my, I think you'll like this saying. I have a bumper sticker, which is my car's right over there if you, you go check it out. But uh, what my favorite saying is, do you unapologetically. I like that. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, be yourself and don't apologize I'll put that on a sweatshirt for you. I would, I would wear that tomorrow there if I we got go. that. Yes. We're working this in is, the merch. We just yes. made a deal, people. It That's definitely is so true, though, and don't... <laughs> Don't feel bad about who you are. And that, I think right now, you compare yourself so much out there. Everyone, and the young people especially, too. It's so comparable. I mean, look at me. I'm trying to do Gen Z fashion. I'm I'm doing it, too. But I'm making it my own. I'm doing what I think is working for me as a millennial. So right. there you go. But you exactly. still got to fit in with the Gen Z. You got to do it. You got to do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to. It's an extension of personality, really. Yeah, it really so. is. Yeah. So. We have Nick Elam on the podcast, who's the namesake for the Elam ending. And uh, we're so excited to have him. So, Nick, th- thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're, we're pumped to have you. We want to give that backstory because it actually is like a big deal to both Alan and I because we love basketball. We love that tournament. It's been so fun to watch it. And your ending has a lot to do with how fun it was. So uh, and still will be. So so thank you, Nick, for, for being here. And we're pumped to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be on the show. Thank you for that kind intro. And yeah, I, I'm really proud of the Elam ending. One of its many purposes is to provide those great game ending moments. And so uh, that Travis Diener shot from the corner uh, to seal a 78-73 win for the Golden Eagles at TBT 2020. That's a moment that I will remember for many, many years, and I'm sure uh, big Marquette fans like yourselves will remember that for a long time too. The, the, the reaction that I envisioned when I would tell people about it would, was polite head naughty. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think there's probably nothing that can kind of squash the, the fire and intensity of a, of a crazy dream more than polite head nodding and it's like i just i don't want to uh i don't want to face that you know so i so i put it off for as long as i could got yeah. it yeah. yeah no that makes sense um so what what would what is the most like the most gratifying thing ab- about all of this you know with with all the experiences you've had with you know seeing a tbt and NBA All-Star game and, and, you know, what's to come, what's, what's, what's been, you know, is, is it just that you followed this and you saw it through and, you know, as a basketball fan, you're watching it. What, what is that thing to you that like, this is really what, you know, makes me so gratified about seeing this in action? One thing is that I would say, even though there's, there's really been a, a lot of um, consideration that I've had to give in the messaging all along this, I would say there's been very, limited amount of what I would call salesmanship to this. Uh, I, I truly believe in this idea. So like, so everything I say in favor of this idea to promote this idea are things that I truly believe in. I've never had to be uh, deceptive in any way, or I don't know, I don't know, like I've never had to embellish the good parts or downplay the the bad parts. Like I, I I really believe in this. I've been honest and upfront in, in the way that I, paint this and promote this idea all along. And so that's one thing that's great. I've been able to be sincere about this whole thing 
from start until now, and, and I think I'll always will be. Uh, so that's gratifying. I think, uh, as I mentioned before, one thing that's gratifying is that this isn't like some um, accomplishment in my past that I just have to look back re retrospectively on. It's something that I do get to look back ret retrospectively on in some ways, but just as much, I, I get to look forward to great games and great finishes under this format. Um, and so, yeah, there's just as much that lies ahead as there is uh, to reflect on. So that's another thing. And just, yeah, I think uh, really, I think the best kind of innovation is something that's practical and cool. I think mm -hmm. the human ending is both. I think uh, a good innovation is something that serves all stakeholders. And I really believe that it does that, whether it's uh, players, whether it's league organizers, whether it's coaches, fans, broadcasters or broadcast partners, referees, uh, people in the gambling world, whatever it might be. I, I really believe that the Elam ending serves all sorts of different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And um, so those are all uh, different things that I think uh, I've been able to draw um draw satisfaction from, I mm -hmm. guess. I know the, yeah. the first thing you mentioned, I just wanted to, because I know we've we've heard this common theme, I think, from our guests and, and us too, is, you know, the sense that you've always been authentic in the way you've delivered this. You, you said you didn't have to be deceptive, right? It wasn't like a sales pitch. It was, I believe in this, this is going to work, you know, and it was never something. And I think we've all found some sort of authenticity in, in all the passions that we have, you know, yeah. with with Megan, with myself, with, with Alan, we, a couple other interviews we have coming up, you know, people really... They, they believe in it and, and they're pursuing it and doing so relentlessly and it shows, you know, you yeah. don't, you don't need to, you don't need to bring up, you know, you don't need to lie about anything, you know, which is important. I think sometimes like there's, there's this sense of like, it needs to be something that's not, and no, it's you, it's just an extension of who you are. And I think, I think you, you hit it. I think that's, that's spot out. You know, you've like the fact that that was your first thing I think is awesome. You know, you really, you, you've talked about this for a long time. You're seeing it come to fruition in a big way. I'm frankly on a world stage when, right. when we think about it. Uh, and, and I think that's awesome that it stemmed from this idea that you were passionate about in a game that you love uh, and, and, it, and it sort of rolled and, and it became, you know, this thing. So I, I think that's a that's just a really cool dot to connect for me. Yeah. So joining us today on the podcast, we have Andy Nelson, uh, who is uh, a applause button. Yes. Applause button once again. Also that button. <laughs> uh, PR professional here in Milwaukee. And um, you've had a number of different gigs, but now you are yeah. doing your own thing. So mm -hmm. uh, if you can. Uh, welcome welcome andy <laughs> everyone welcome andy me. yes happy and, to have you. Uh, if you can briefly kind of <laughs> explain what you do as a pr professional with your own agency now yeah yeah so it's been something i've been wanting to do for years but yeah i'm a pr slash marketing slash development consultant and uh develop strategy for for clients mostly in so far it's been in the nonprofit space but also for some some artists and and uh, and other entrepreneurs. So um, yeah, I love what I what I do, building strategy for people, and also um, working on uh, publicity and just bringing overall like awareness to different projects or people or ideas or whatever it is. Does marketing wear you down at all? Is kind of what I guess I'm trying to ask. Like when uh, you see marketing out there, I does marketing wear me down? Me all yes. And I think maybe it's a little bit different way for me. Um, I think when it comes to both, um, I mean, some people look at PR and marketing as different things. I kind of put them in one bucket. Um, 
but a lot of the people that do the work that I do only are on like the defense and like work for people that they're you know they've done something bad or something like that or they they have so you have to kind of or they have to kind of like make it look better right and i've done a little bit of that um but but i am what i much in prefer to know i think what my skill sets really genuinely in is being more of the promoter right be more Mm -hmm. on the offense yeah and um, so I think that's where my my energy is, is like finding something that people don't that I feel like don't know enough about mm-hmm. and and promoting it. So I think I look at it in a little different way of like if if I have the autonomy and the luxury uh, to pick something that I am, I think it starts with I get to pick something that I'm genuinely passionate about. Okay. So if that's the case, then I don't it doesn't suck energy me out to work really hard for them to play the game mm-hmm. to try to get them exposure. Yeah. yeah. You're right? excited so about it too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's, you know, if it's about, um, you know, to use an example, like, cause like I'm not working for McDonald's. Like one of my clients is the Milwaukee public schools foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, th- these kids, get a bad rap every single 10 o'clock news, right? Right. And so, like, I'm willing to really go the whole nine yards to 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 help promote, like, their voices and their stories and, and, uh, and trying to get, you know, their stories told of what, of what they actually do in life and what they want to be. Sure. Um, so I feel like it's – that's why I've been – so stubborn i think in my life of choosing what i'm going to be promoting okay and then i don't feel so bad about yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> no doubt that's that's, a, that's i mean that's a, that's a good way to approach yeah. it i would think right you know it's, yeah. it helps you it, your passion can shine through with what they want to show off too which i think is important and, and if i it and not to be too self-aware or too bold but i feel like that's I hope is whatever brand I do have. Mm-hmm. I hope that's part of it that I feel like when it comes to either I'm like seeking, you know, partnerships with somebody or I'm promoting something. If I'm reaching out, they know that at least it's genuine, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Exactly. That I'm not just selling something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Our guest today is Andy Hackbarth, who is a musician by trade. Uh, so he is in my world just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but then also has a side hustle of uh, rehabbing uh, properties and houses and things like that. Without further ado, Andy Hackbarth, welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. Applause well, thanks, button. guys. So yeah, good to, we still so don't have the here. applause button, but it's there. Yes. The applause is there for sure. There um, it is. How are you doing today? You're in Colorado, uh, in Swatch, Colorado. I'm in Swatch, Colorado today. Yeah, I definitely in, didn't in ask the for Sawatch the pronunciation. Hotel. Let's yeah. not pretend like we didn't ask him how to how to say that word before we got. Yes. You know, it only took you guys once. Most people, it's like three or four times. So <laughs> we'll see later in the show if you see it again. If if it trips yeah, you up, I'll get it wrong. For I'm sure. yeah. I'm staring at an email with it just so that I can mentally like get it right. I think the biggest thing. I mean, I definitely when I bought. Uh, you know, my first place out of college, I didn't have a plan or anything. If I'm, when you start to read and understand the power of, you know, real estate and you, you have to scrape so much just to get that first thing, you know, that first property or the first whatever, but 
but then after that, I mean, it really can snowball. And had I known that, I would have tried to buy a house two years after my first house. And at this point, I would have a whole, you know. A fleet it, of uh, an uh, army yeah, of yeah, houses. houses. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, read some books. That's always great advice. Listen to some podcasts about real <laughs> estate. Because if you're, if you're out there, I don't know how many 20-year-olds you have listening, but like buy a, read a book on real estate. Mm -hmm. And anyway, yeah, the, the trick to that is that I also worry if I wouldn't have just, I, I left town and I just didn't really think about this one house. If I would have had several properties, who knows if I would have toured for a long time and done cruise ships and maybe I would be like totally a real estate guy now, which would be super sad for me. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, kind of like things, things work out how they should, but it's always good to, yeah, real estate's amazing. It's, I wish I would have learned earlier, but the biggest thing I think is just people don't understand. I didn't understand what we are capable of. And with this hotel, uh, I'm still running into things that I have no idea how to do, but you know, when the plumber says like, we need you to do this or else we're going to have to do it and you're going to have to pay us, you know, a crazy amount of money. I'll be like, I'll figure out how to do it. Like, I don't know, but let's do it. And so, I mean, I've probably kind of hurt myself or gotten close to hurting myself too many times buying you know, or, or <laughs> renting huge machinery. I love these, these tool rental places. Like you go, they don't give you a manual. They don't show you how to use it. They're just like, here you go. Here's just this go huge for it. piece yeah. of machinery that can kill you. And <laughs> you know, like, just make like, it happen. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and here's your plug for life insurance policy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, your next sponsor, get life insurance. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. So I think it's just so important. We're capable of so much. And mm -hmm. I was so scared to even pull off a piece of trim or look up how to fix drywall. But once you have the mentality that you can figure it out, you, you can. You, all this stuff you can do. And, you know, I think, you know, my sister and her husband are kind of realizing this too, like, oh, we can kind of figure this out because they had me do stuff for them quite a bit, you know, mm -hmm. and then they watch me a couple of times. And they're like, oh, I think I could have done that. And I was like, yeah, you can do it. Like, just, you know, and YouTube is so amazing. That like, is true. There's so, so much cool. you can learn. We didn't have everything. that. Everything. It's yeah. Unbelievable. yeah. It's really unbelievable. I'm so motivated now. I'm just gonna go rehab something. I'm gonna go tear apart my basement. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I'm yeah. at I'm at Alan's house right now. I'm just gonna go start breaking shit. You yeah, just, you, like, I think you should. Start, yeah, yeah. You, I saw. Okay, yeah. No, it's gonna uh, be. I'll send you the bill, Andy. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> Take out a wall. Taking <laughs> out walls right. always leads to good things. That does it. And of course, we have plenty of new episodes coming soon, so make sure that you check that out as well. If you are listening for the first time, I are glad that we are getting you caught up to speed. But in the meantime, you can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to this show and subscribe. Please rate us five stars. It does help us incredibly. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube under Hustling Sideways. And now you can also find us on TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can do that. If you have a side hustle of your own and you want to join us here on the podcast, you can definitely do that. Send us an email, hustlingsideways at gmail.com. And it doesn't feel right if I take you out of this episode, so I think we should let Jim do it. Jim? Keep on hustling. Keep on hustling. Keep on hustling. Keep on hustling. <laughs> <laughs>